Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. It's me, guys. Don't worry, it's me. You guys ever uh, out on the trail and get lost? Maybe you get lonely? Maybe you just need somebody to talk to? Well, now you can with Trek Talk. The only trekking poles with a walkie-talkie on the handle. Created from carbon fiber or aluminum, you can now talk to your friends via Wi-Fi out in the middle of nowhere with no Wi-Fi. Created by Carl Mandrilli on a patented uh, exploration hike when he fell off of a waterfall and he figured, you know what, it would have been nice to have somebody to talk to. Well, now he can with Truck Talk. What's going on, everybody? This is Derek, and with me today is the only man who needs no buck knife because he uses his whittled toothbrush handle as floss and a knife. Carl Mandrioli. <laughs> What's going on, buddy? Floss again. <laughs> it's going to keep coming back. It's a daily thing we got to do. Okay, is that right? I thought it was more weekly, but. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that, that's what that smells. So ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous with floss. Uh, with me today is Derek Somerville, a man who never makes beginner mistakes. He's better than that. He finds entirely new mistakes to make. Oh, oh, wow. Pick up that drink mix, folks. It's going to be a good episode. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, we haven't done a beginner-type episode in a while, but this is hopefully one that applies to everybody because it's beginner mistakes that people that are still veterans might be making, right? Mm, yeah. I'm curious how many are on my list that you actually do. That I actually do on your yeah. list? Yeah, like you're still Ooh. making these mistakes. I think you geared it for things that I probably still do. So I think I just thought about how you behave on a backpacking trip, and that's where my list came from. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. That's actually uh, not that far off. Um, another thing we have later in the episode in the tidbit section is we had some interesting reviews. Like, thank you so mm. much for people that reviewed us. We had a few new reviews in the last month or so. We haven't read those in a while, but... The timing on a couple of them in particular is kind of ridiculous for, you'll, you'll see, you'll see. You're going to tell, okay. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's, it's coming up, yeah. Okay. All right. Bible verse for the episode, John twenty twenty five. So the disciples, so the other disciples told Thomas, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Mm-hmm. Because Thomas had been a disciple for a while, but his doubt suggests he was still a beginner of sorts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He didn't really get who Jesus was at that point. So, no. So, Derek. There we go. Are you the doubting Thomas of the backpacking world? The backpacking world? Yeah. What do you feel like I doubt? Anything? More just that, like, Thomas was, like, very experienced. 
but not uh-huh. didn't really get it. You <laughs> oh, wow. You you took some time with that one. That's good. That's good. Uh no, I don't I don't feel like that. But okay. maybe that's how people see me. Uh that's fine. Okay. I might claim that title because I feel like I am very experienced and I'm still making some beginner mistakes. So You do. Yeah. You do. I think we all do at times. Definitely. Rookie mistakes they call them. So um yeah. We let's jump in. Let's jump in. Let's jump let's in. Jump okay. In. How many did you come up with? I have four things. Okay. Yeah. Four things. Okay. So we usually go with threes, but we're gonna go I'll go four too. I'll match you. Wow. Yeah. That's huge. All right. What's your first one? Uh, first one I got is uh, something you might still do, even though you're a veteran, is accidentally feed the wildlife. What do you mean uh, accidentally? Well, maybe let's say you, you forgot to take food out of your backpack before you went to sleep and you left something in there, you know, toothpaste, uh, power bar, whatever, and uh, maybe some wildlife got in there. Wait, are you saying toothpaste is food? Well, it's fragrant. Okay. Would a bear go for it? I don't know. I mean... Uh, oh, I thought you were saying you eat toothpaste. I don't eat toothpaste. Okay. I Did mean, you, I a, might lick it. As a kid? I tried it. Okay. It's yeah. Not, it's not bad. Small, small sample. Right. Maybe that's why I am the way I am. <laughs> um, that explain a lot. No, but yeah, well, you know, I think there's there's been times where I, even in the past couple of years, have like forgot to take something out of like my, my backpack. And maybe I was overthinking. You know, it's like a pack, of, a stick of gum or like a mint or something like that, but... Um, so what's the solution? So because if it's something small like that, it might just simply be overlooked. It's not like somebody's intentionally doing that, right? No, yeah, no, I agree with you. I think for me, I think I've gotten better with that when I organize my pack better. Like so, when I anything mm. fragrant or food oriented, I try to keep it in the same region That's so that good. that when I have to unpack at night when we get to camp, I just like grab it real quick and go. I don't think about it. So that helped me out. That is legit good advice, right yeah, there. You're welcome. Yeah. What I think you? I don't have that problem. I have that problem more when we're it's middle of the day and we might be going to a scenic spot. Yeah. And we're in an area that a lot of people like to go, and so the animals are very aware of that. And the animal actually like attacks your pack, and I've been negligent. I've left it kind of out of you know sight or out of reach or whatever. Mm. And that hasn't happened recently, but that's happened before for sure. Okay. So I so yeah, I'll confirm that one. Confirm. Okay, this one I predict you still do. Oh. And I might still do it too. So you're hiking along and you don't, and you have to go to the bathroom. Okay. We all do. Number one or number two. And Mm. you don't stop and go, but you're like, I'll just wait and go at the next junction. Ooh. Okay. Because that's like a natural stopping point. So that that part makes sense. The part that doesn't make sense is if you're trying to get some privacy going to the bathroom, the junction is obviously the most likely crowded spot. If you're going to have... If you're going to pass people, you're more likely to see more mm. people when there's more than one trail in the same place than just mm-hmm. one singular trail, right? I hear you. So going to the bathroom, the saving junction. saving your waste for the junction. Mm. Okay. Um, I don't... I, I prob- Okay, I'll say intentionally I don't try to do that. Okay. I try to go when I feel like I need to go wherever I am. Right. Um, but I know I have been at the trail junction head trail junction head that thing no with the trail junction with you know we're waiting for like extra guys to show up or whatever and then i realize like oh you know what i gotta go number one that's a good call yeah that's you're waiting right that's when i'll go right um i don't think i've ever gone number two at a trail at a junction ever really no yeah i would just it feels too weird okay yeah um you day four last year where'd you get number two Mm, behind a bush behind a rock 
At a junction? No. Okay. Um, I don't typically go at a junction because I'm trying to avoid, you know, groups of people. Mm-hmm. And but I'm now gonna, you know, pay attention to what you're doing at the junction and see if you abide okay. by that. Yeah, you do that. You okay. do that. You gonna try to offer me like drinks and water right before? No, no, no. I think that the number two. You said you don't go number two at the junction, so I've never done that. Okay, so no, it's more like the laxative that I would sneak into your <laughs> water. I wouldn't put a laxative in my water. I wouldn't taste that at all. <laughs> no, Derek, it's chocolate water. Come on, Mixing... chocolate water, Derek. Come on. Oh, it's a new thing. <laughs> Electrolytes. Um, I would not do that to you. Just that would be fun. brutal. Yeah, funny but brutal. Um, that was a good one. That was a good one. Thank uh, you. Uh, my next one was this is kind of something I don't know if many people think about, but uh, I reflect on my first trip where I stepped in some water early, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought to myself, "Well, it's we just started backpacking. Like I can't take my backpack off now and like change my sock and dry my foot out." I'll just get it later. Right. And I think as a result of that, obviously, I got a ton of blisters from that. Um, although I did have cotton socks, my feet are a little bit more fragile than yours. Right. So, but I think in general, um, you know, sometimes if people are new or they're even experienced and they're like, you know, I just stepped in a puddle, like, ah, whatever, I'm, I got my wool socks, I'll be fine. I'm not going to change it until I get to a junction or later on. Right. Um, is that because you don't want to, like, slow the group down oh, yeah. do you, do you, is that because you don't want to slow the group down or you just feel like what, what is that do you think well it's obviously kind of a hassle if you're just getting out excuse me you're just getting out on the trail and you you don't want to stop right away right and you're getting used to that weight on yeah. you and yeah i get that but one one solution would be to um just don't step in the water mm, mm. So maybe i mean that'd be nice yeah but what if you You've accidentally like stepped in the marsh though, like yeah. uh, coming off a of red peak. There's like some marshy areas. <laughs> so Jared last summer um, had you know a million blisters because he made this mistake, and I want to say like a mile, maybe less than a mile in, there was like this marshy like location mm-hmm. on the trail. You had to kind of balance yourself on like wooden logs that were that were not stable. They were kind of like moving right. around in the water, and so it was very easy to step in the water. Right and. Um, that's where trekking poles can help, but even with trekking poles, yeah, you step in, you got to take care of that right away. So, it's true. That's true. They gets kind of gross too with all the mud and everything. Yeah. So, so take care of your feet, even if it's inconvenient. I think that's your tip. Is that correct? Huge. 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 Yeah. Okay. Uh, my next one is something that doesn't bother some people, mm-hmm. but if this is annoying to you, it needs to be solved, and that is. Yeah. Buying a lot of the same food, like the same kind of food, mm-hmm. for every day of the trip. Ooh. Sorry. Yeah. So, like, Ooh. no matter if it's a short trip or a long trip, you're eating the same kind of stuff, like, generally the same kind of stuff, the same kind of granola like bars. Chicken or, and rice. You're talking yeah. about freeze dried too? All that stuff. You're just yeah. like, I'll just get a lot of the same food by day two, three. You're just like, ah, I'm not excited to eat this. You know, that's a really good point. I think that kind of steered me from a lot of power bars for a long time because I think trips like one through three or four i would bring so many power bars and i'm like oh i'll just eat these i'll just eat these i'll just eat these right. and i remember like halfway through i'm like these are just i can't do these right anymore. right i just burned out on them so having yeah. variety in your food on the trail just as you're hiking is i think it's important yeah almost. and i think a lot of it's out of just not knowing some of the yeah. options so i think there's those are easy to research obviously yeah there's some people out there that actually this does not bother them so I don't get that. I think that's the same kind of people that they're like, I'm going to go train. I'm going to go do five miles. So mm-hmm. I'm going to do 20 laps around the track. Right. 
like people that can do that and not get bored with that are probably the same people that can just eat the same thing, right? Yeah, that's true. Because I, I like having that thing of like, I, I'm looking forward to these cookies later. I'm looking forward to this licorice or right. whatever I had rather than like four power bars. Do you reward yourself? You're like, if I can make yeah, the, next, the next half mile, I, I get some licorice. I would do that. I would like on a long stretch, I'd, be, I'd like play these little games with myself. Like, you know, I want to see if I can get to this junction right. with this power bar. I'll do that. And then if I do that, then I'm going to have this. Okay. And so that would kind of like would motivate me, but if you're by yourself, do you ever like talk to the licorice? Like you're like, I'm not eating you right now, buddy. But like, half mile, it's coming. It sounds like you're recanting a personal experience. Um, did you talk to your food? I mean, I've talked to my food. <laughs> I've had I've had a chocolate bar. And I'm like, you are good. You are going in my bed. I've done it. I've done Successful it. characterization of Derek Redding. I knew that, that was true. <laughs> we know we've all thought about it. Yeah. I'll just do it. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you talk to yourself kind of internally. Sometimes, like, do you ever like look at your trail mix nuts and be like, you and me are a lot, a lot alike? You, know? <laughs> you and me have some characteristics. We're a little nutty. We're a little crazy. Yeah. Only when I'm solo. That makes sense. Right. Yeah. All right. Yep. Uh, what's your next one? My next one is uh, Have you ever used your stuff sack? And you jam a bunch of like, let's say it's your dirty clothes or clean clothes or any clothes in there to make a pillow out of it. You done that? I did that definitely a lot. Probably yeah. more than I'd like to admit back in the day. Yes. I did that two or three times. Okay. And uh, never again. Dude, so, I think people, I think people, a lot of people still do that, even like veteran backpackers. Yeah, like ultra lightweight. Here's my problem is like, I think I've expressed how ultra lightweight I like to go. But a pillow is a cheap, and they're good. They're like really good. Those inflatable pillows, and they pack up so small. Um, I think you're actually saving space in, as opposed to like using your stuff sack with a bunch of shirts in it and stuff. So right. Um, so you're saying that I'm saying get the pillow. Like this is an area to avoid going ultralight. Is that correct? I'm saying it's an area that's more important because sleep is huge. Um, to feel rested and rest your muscles and, and just yeah. feel good the next day. So you should, yeah, you should invest a little bit more money in the comfort of your sleep. The last time I used this stuff, or any time I've used a stuff sack with, you know, extra clothes or whatever thrown in there as a pillow, mm. uh, I've never gotten good sleep ever. So, But I there's think, those people though that can like, I don't need a sleeping mat, I'll just sleep on the ground with right. a, you know, and they can do that, but right. I don't think that's many of us. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. But. No, I think that that's a good investment. I think definitely bring in a pillow. If you're still doing the step sack thing, if you're obsessed about ultralight, that might be an easy way to upgrade your comfort. Mm. And um, it doesn't take, yeah, those pillows, some of those are like two ounces. Two so ounces. that's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think they start, I've seen some for seven bucks up to like 40 bucks. So yeah, definitely the, some good pillows out there. The, yeah, the one, yeah, for sure. So that's a good one. I like that one. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Nothing to pick at there. Oh, my gosh. Um, okay. So, yeah, third one is, um, this is a mistake that, oh, I think I might have made this one recently, where it was, this has to do with wind mm. and where you set your tent up. So, a lot of times the tent, the profile of the tent has a specific way for you to set it up in the wind where you want the lowest, like, angle of the tent towards the wind, so the wind kind of aerodynamically goes over mm, the tent mm. and you don't want the door by you know where the wind's blowing into because then it's going to blow like dirt and dust and all sorts of junk into your tent mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so i think that if it's windy or breezy being mindful of the angle you set your tent up 
not just for the aerodynamic portion, but also to avoid getting junk in your tent is to your advantage. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done that before? Uh, not that I'm aware of. I don't think you've been on a ton of windy, windy trips, right? No, I'm trying to think too. Like, no, not really. Okay. I haven't had that experience, but that's a good thing to think about, though, for sure. I think yeah. who wants junk in their tent? Um, right. What if the wind's shifting around, though? I mean, wind yeah. moves different directions. That's that's the only that's the only thing I think. When I mean, I I would imagine that if you can find some kind of sheltered area with rocks or bushes or trees that can right. like shield you, then maybe put your door in that region, like over towards there. the rock or towards the tree. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Advice. You know what I mean, Just yeah. To... The wind. Yeah, the last time we had severe one was was in that October Canyonlands trip, and uh, I helped set up three tents, mm. and the tent I was using was fine. But my wife's tent, we had like two two man tents, and so she was with my daughter. Um, that one had the bad angle, so she she was like covered in dirt and dust oh. the next morning. And then um, actually, oh. I didn't help set up the third third tent. That was uh, that was Nate, good friend Nate. His hmm. his tent was covered in dirt and dust as well. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I think maybe that's a good prank. Actually, is set up some tent. You know, I'll get your tent for you. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll set it up for you. I'll angle it perfectly. Yeah, yeah, right here in this nice windy area. Yeah, I like that. Last one, what you got? Horrible. Um, okay, so here's one that people, I think, might, especially if they're new, not pay attention to, is if you're reading a map and you're, you're estimating your mileage, um, maybe sometimes you ignore the elevation gain on the map when you are mapping out your trip. You're like, oh, we're going to go 15 miles today or right. 10 miles today. We can get that. We'll get done there in six hours or whatever it is, and then we'll do this and that, get to camp. Not accounting for the fact of like maybe you have like a thousand or two thousand feet of elevation gain and it's gonna like slow your overall time and I think sometimes you can overlook that um, in general and like make things a lot harder for yourself. How do you know about how much elevation gain you're gonna have from start to finish on a particular day? How do you know? Yeah, how would you figure that out? On the topographical map, on on, on the map you're talking. Yeah, about? just well, just in general, how would you figure it out? I think yeah. you're tricking me with some stuff. I'm not tricking you, but, but you're saying be mindful of elevation, right? Which is good. That makes sense. I like yeah, that. Yeah, well, I think but on then the, if you're the like, contour lines yeah. on the map, okay. uh, you know, as we've, I don't, I think we've talked about this, like the, con, you know, the closer the contour lines are on the map, you know, the, the steeper and the more uh, elevated it might, the area might be. So I think paying attention to the map, like, are you, is the trail going around, you know, up these contour lines? Is it going through these contour lines? Are you going parallel to these contour lines? Like, where is it going? Um, we'll give you a better idea of like if you're going to be going uphill or downhill or, okay. or whatever. So, I will just share that there was a trip I did. It was like 10 years ago. We were doing like a one-day big 30-mile loop, Rocky and I, in Yosemite. Oh, right. Yeah. And, and, and there wasn't as much research on this loop. And so I just counted the contour lines. I'm like 80 feet up, 80 more feet up here, and just kind of counted the <laughs> contour lines. And I count to try to get like an estimate. So I estimated that we had a total of seven thousand feet of gain for the day. Ooh. How far off do you think I was? Ooh, jeez. Um, way off. And I was pretty meticulous counting. How how far? A couple thousand feet? Yeah. About, yeah. yeah, it was over ten thousand feet. Oh my so gosh. So you kind of have to figure out, you know, the undulations of the trail are gonna add quite a bit. But I think that to to answer my own question, if you can find that trail, find that research online all trails whatever a lot of times somebody's done it with you know a gps device a watch whatever and, right and so you can get an estimate of, of you know how hard a day is going to be i think it's worth your time on that it might be one advantage of the technology nowadays too yeah right the so. problem is that like you know some of the stuff we've done i'll go back now and i still can't find anybody who's done that 
So mm. there's not always a lot of intel. But um, right. yeah, how's it going? Okay. Last one I got. Yeah. Is, I don't remember if I brought this up before, but um, you're going to a new area mm-hmm. and you want to get like the latest trail conditions or any issues or washed out bridges or anything. Mm. And you're at the ranger station. Right. And who do you ask? You ask the ranger, right? You would think. Yeah. Yeah. And then the rangers give you the intel and you go on the trail and you find out not only is it wrong, it's like not even close mm. to correct. Right. This has happened to us a few times mm-hmm. where the rangers are just, they just have very, very outdated information. Sometimes like weeks old information is what they have. Right. And so, um, so kind of trusting the rangers in the station is, he, yeah. is the rookie mistake. Yeah. I would agree with that. I think, uh, especially if they haven't been out there and they're just like wanting to sound like, you know, they're being helpful and important a lot too. Right. Um, <laughs> you're, you're not getting quality character characterization of the rangers here. Well, I mean, like, you know, you talk to those rangers like, oh yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty snowy the last couple of weeks. And well, you know, just talking like they know everything, but maybe they don't have the updated information. And you're going right. to take it as fact because yeah. maybe you're newish. Yeah. And more trusting. I think I've shared that, yeah, when we were in Glacier National Park, had we trusted the ranger in the station. Oh, right, with the snow. We would have had to drive um, over an hour out of our way and then rent snowshoes and obviously carry things we weren't going to use. We met a a ranger on the trail who was on the trail. I would trust a ranger on the trail if they were in the same area that we were going. Right, right. But this ranger wasn't, and they still gave us some kind of bad info um, on the trail. I remember that. So I think the most trustworthy people are the people literally coming off the trail or people that you're passing. Right. That's what I yeah. trust. Well, they right, they've been there, done that for sure. Unless, yeah. unless they say you're almost at the top, uh, or, or yeah. it's only downhill from here. Then, uh, then I don't trust that at all. Horrible. <laughs> you're so close, guys. Yeah. Keep going. So, yeah. So it's not much further. I feel like I haven't bashed the Rangers in a while. So that was good. It was time. Yeah, that was, was a good one. That was a good bash <laughs> Ranger bashing. Okay. We should do that. A good Ranger bashing. A episode. good Ranger bashing. Yeah. All right. So out of these mistakes, how many? Yeah. How many? Are you still making these? How many on your list of these? On my list, um, my list. I don't think I've done any. Okay. Well, well I mean, I, I think of no, I think yeah, no. I stepped in water or mud one trip a couple years ago. Yeah. And I didn't stop. Yeah, I kept going. Okay. I've yeah. done two out of my four. Yeah, I've done definitely recently. one. I don't trust the Rangers anymore, and I don't. Um, I've been better about buying food variety. So. Oh yeah. That's, and what? That's and good. actually, getting back to that one, I just really try to pay attention to what other people have on the trail when I go, and then I think to myself, "Do I want that? Is that like, do I want to eat that?" Mm-hmm. And then I try to remember, you know, or write it down so I get that the next time. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's a good idea. That's how I got the pepitas that you had. Oh, the years pepitas. Ago. That's like uh, that's like a staple now in my sweet. Really? Yeah, I like it. Those are good for you too. Yeah. Those are really. I good. dig them. I dig them, man. Literally. <laughs> out of you, the ground. So dig them out of the ground. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Okay, so is this is this the third time where I'm doing trivia? Like you're just not you don't have trivia. You correct? seem very passionate about it. I like doing trivia. I like your trivia because you have bad questions typically you i think they're you consider them bad because you just don't know the answers to them probably that's probably probably what it is. or they're just bad and questions. you get defensive too. yeah that's fine or they're just ridiculous one of those two things just, or they're amazing true. and creative okay so i've got Go newbie mistakes trivia mm. right after this boom fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish it's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. 
Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Okay, so the new mistakes trivia at three questions. Are mm-hmm. these common mistakes, mm-hmm. rare mistakes, mm-hmm. or are they false? Like, not mistakes at all that newbies okay. make, okay? Common, uh-huh. rare, or false? Common, rare, false. And if you're wondering, is this kind of subjective? The answer is completely. <laughs> <laughs> from my own experience and from what I hear in the world of backpacking out there. So mm-hmm. number one, bringing too much oatmeal for breakfast. Ooh. I would say I feel like that's pretty common. For newbies? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. I would agree with that. Actually, I think even for people that have been backpacking while, well, maybe they were okay with the oatmeal earlier on. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. And then now they're like, I don't want oatmeal for breakfast again. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I used to do it every year, and now I don't think I do it at all. The oatmeal used to have, like, trivia questions on the packaging. Like, I think they were, like, dinosaur-themed. Do you remember those? Dinosaur-themed packaged oatmeal? Yeah. Trivia questions? No. Okay. I remember that. What brand was that? Uh, Quaker Oats. Was it? I think, yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of fun. Good conversation. Okay. Remember about dinosaurs the whole trip? Right. Yeah. Uh, number two, bringing a thick cotton hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> For a newbie? Um, ooh, that's a good question. I don't I don't know how to... I'd say somewhere in the middle, maybe. Let's say somewhere in the middle. Okay, so you think... Well, there's common, rare, or false. Common, rare, or false. Uh, so your answer is middle? Middle. <laughs> middle. Middle. <laughs> Seldom. Okay. So I'd say I'd take probably I'd lean toward common then. Yeah, I think for newbies, for newbies, I think it's common right. because they want to be warm, right? And hoodies are nice and warm. And have I invested in some like you know schnazzy backpacking jacket? Probably not. Right, right, right. So. That's probably one. Yeah, it's not the first thing you invest in for sure. That's right, a good point. So. Uh, some people might still be bringing the hoodie, and that's you know it weighs yeah. like ten pounds, and <laughs> super there's better bulky. things out there. Yeah, yeah. not really ten. Pounds. Can double as a pillow, I guess. For some. <laughs> Just put it in the subset. Just right? put it in the subset. Right, yeah. right, right, right. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> okay, third and final one: um, bringing pajama bottoms, and <laughs> <laughs> again with pajama bottoms, and or a nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> what about a muma? Muma's word isn't that a nightgown? Is uh, I'm gonna say extremely common. <laughs> Everybody brings that. Yeah, all the time. Okay, actually no. Just We've talked about it a little bit, obviously, over the course of the season. Just and me. Just me. A lot. You know how many people have actually jumped to your defense on that? Zero. 
Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Irrelevant. Irrelevant. It's a luxury item, and that will continue to bring it. Right. But people have their luxury items. They bring, you know, like we mentioned, the pillow already or the chair or whatever, you know, extra food, whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And, and so, and, and there's always other people that, that do that stuff. But for whatever reason, nobody is chiming in on the pajama box. It's funny. And you know what's funny, too, is I'm not even bringing, like, thinner cotton ones. I'm bringing, like, bulky polyester fleecy ones. Yeah. And I just don't care. I'm bringing them. Yeah. I, yeah. If they were warmer, I think you would bring ones made out of chain mail. Maybe. Burlap is a good Burlap's quality soft, fabric. Very yeah. soft and soothing. Yeah. Um, I think you passed this one, my friend. You think I did? I crushed did you, it. Did you answer? No, wait, you didn't answer the third one. Did you say common? Yeah, you did. Yeah. What'd you say? For False. The... <laughs> <laughs> Are you even listening to what I say? No. no. I'm just excited to, to share the questions. I don't really listen to I said it's probably rare except for me. Okay. Or common except for me. No, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> rare except for me. Okay. Uh, you've got a streak of, of successful trivias, my friend. That's um, why you keep doing it. Are you getting smarter or are my questions getting easier? Mm, double-edged sword there. I would right. say probably a combination. Okay. Yeah. All right, you're uh, anything else from you? You had some tidbits for it? Okay, yeah. We saved some time here at the end for okay. some serious review tidbits. Okay? Review. Okay. They have four of them. Right. All right. Um, so the first, so I'll kind of start mellow, and then we'll get into the okay. the, the controversy here. So um, remember how you challenged me? You're like, yeah, I don't think a lot of like you know kids are listening out there. Hmm. Well, we got one from a kid. Yeah, one. We got one. Yeah. From a kid, though. That's pretty awesome. The Jonas? Uh, Corbin. Corbin. Different kids. That's what I'm Got saying. Got it. Oh, wow. It's there. Yeah. Okay. So, right. so Corbin actually listens to our podcast on an app that I'm, I don't even know if I was aware of this app called Pod Chaser. Mm. And so he emailed me to let me know that he had reviewed us on that app. What a guy. And his review is the only review on that app for us. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you, Corbin. We appreciate it. He said, this is amazing for all ages. Mm. Carl, don't stop doing the... And here with me is. <laughs> so, oh, wow. So even he appreciates the the dad jokeness. Oh, but it's um, funny. You know, going, you know, that was kind of like we were kind of debating whether I should keep doing that or not because you started it and then I copied you. Um, Typical. I feel like I feel like Todd was the only one that really didn't like me doing that. And I think I've got nothing but positive feedback besides Todd. You know, people amazingly like you. I, it's shocking it's to me. It's not as about. Well. I'm not talking that they like me. I'm saying about that about the intro. Yeah, no, the intro. Okay, that doesn't okay. mean they like me. Well, it's it's all encompassing, I guess. Okay. No, but yeah, I think um, it's kind of become your shtick. I kind of like it now. <laughs> it's growing on you. Yeah. All right, so... You're, uh, getting, you're getting better at it, too, which is, you know, I didn't think season one, one two, three would be uh, possible, but you've improved. Okay, thank you. Yeah. Well, I'm trying. Well, look at this. We're encouraging each other on the same page. It's, it's so awesome. weird. Wow. It's so weird. Is it more? Yeah. Okay. So I've got. I'm gonna, so you. I'm gonna let you decide who is up for nomination of the random gear item from our uh, random gear box. So because mm. we'll send one to one of these people. So I already mentioned one from Corbin. Okay. Uh, we got um, McPasty. Ooh. Love the chemistry. One of McPasty's favorite podcasts. Not a long review, but awesome that you reviewed us. So really appreciate that, McPasty. Like the name. Yeah. Um, here's where it gets a little controversial because we have Joe. We mentioned him in the last uh episode joe from southern california yeah he left us a really long one. Ooh. and uh um, i'm nervous joe I'm nervous. yeah well he's he's team derek like i said so he, he has some good things to say and was um let's see who, wait who created these teams is that you team yeah. derek team carl that, yeah that's your well joke? how would you describe it are you trying to create People... a rift are you trying to create a rift okay to do? no that's not unity carl that's true 
you know. How would you do, okay, come up with a better way to describe it. So there's there's people that definitely when I point out the ridiculous things you say, mm-hmm. there's people that agree that what you're saying is absurd. And then there's people that jump to your defense and like, uh-huh. actually, if you think about it, like, that's not that unreasonable. Yeah, because so, they have an elevated way of thinking about things. <laughs> so how would you describe the two groups? Uh, well, that's a loaded question. <laughs> uh, I don't think that's uh, open for discussion live on this podcast. Okay. So we'll get to that later. You're, you're being critical of the way I'm categorizing them, but you don't have an alternative suggestion. Mm, not at the moment, but I okay. need some time. All right. Yeah, we'll come back to that. Uh, he, so I'm not going to read the whole review from Joe, but he says um, it's sometimes painful how much work Carl will put into an insult or prank aimed at Derek, mm. but it just makes you love him that much more. So he kind of twists into the positive, which is nice. Derek couldn't be easier going either. Never flustered. I think he goes on to say that you have the better, the, the, the good comebacks. So, well, I, ha- I have to. Yeah, I mean, I ha- I mean, yeah. I'm forced. I will say that that is true if we're talking like season one, season two, but in like the last couple of years. Your responses, if I really get you on something, your responses uh-huh. are like, no, 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 that, that, that's not me. That, that's you. <laughs> that's <laughs> and that, that's the worst. That's the least creative possible response. So, oh. And if you don't think that he said that, listen for it moving forward. It's this gonna is how he's it's gaging his uh, popularity, folks. Okay. That's good. Here's where it gets controversial is this okay. is the time of year when I actually reach out to right. diff- different companies and we try to like, you know, try to get partnerships or try to get some gear that we can test out and review uh-huh. that people might be interested in. Right? right. And so I'm trying to reach out to different companies. And when somebody reviews us, like that's the one that pops up first, the latest review pops first. So as so this past week, that's what I was doing. And this is and Joe's review was on there. And in his review, he also goes on to say, if you're into gear talk and that's your thing, you won't find it here. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Which which is we're not gear experts. We we say that, but we we still reviewed quite a few things, right? Yeah. He yeah. I think he's joking. He's mentioning like unless you're into buffs, tent footprints, or old school Nalgene bottles. Yes. And missing sleeping pads. So he's definitely a listener, which we appreciate. Mm. But mm. if somebody that was like trying to check out our podcast to see if we're worth, you know, like getting some gear, if they saw that, that would definitely be a deterrent. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No. So I saw that and I was like, uh-oh, this might not go well for us. I'm not going to lose sleep over that, though. No, no, no. I still appreciate the review. So yeah. we still like it. It's just the timing on that was kind of funny. But then we had JC Hiker Girl to the rescue because mm. she reviewed us like literally right after Joe, which was very thankful. And she mentioned um, that she bought a sleeping bag from Outdoor Vitals Ooh. based on our recommendation. Nice. So there you go. You're welcome, Outdoor Vitals. Rede- I know, really. Redemption there. So yeah. thank you so much. So kind of like competing reviews there, but um, we hope you like your sleeping bag. And she, I mean, she had more things to say, but uh, there you go. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a lot of reviews there. Um, we had four, man. That's awesome. Yeah. So we had, we had the, we had Corbin, okay. we had the uh, uh, Joe, and we had, what was the other one? We had JC Hiker Girl. JC Hiker Girl is a short one, right? No, she had a long, I didn't want to read the whole thing, but she had some positive. Who's the short one? McPasty. Oh, McPaste. Yeah. McPasters. Yeah. Oh, you know, we had another one that was that came in late, but we also had one from Bauer. That was back in December, but it didn't show up for me until mm. recently for some reason. So thank you. Is that, is that Jack Bauer? Jack Bauer. Jack Ooh, Bauer. He says he's a 45-minute drive, and they do a lot of driving in that show 24. That's true. So, um, yeah. So he just appreciates the the podcast for the commute, which is kind of what you do. You listen while you're driving. I do. Okay. I do. Uh, so you want me to pick the winner of the... It's not, no. <laughs> <laughs> not a winner... 
But who, yeah. Carl's who, favorite? Who would you. <laughs> oh, Carl winking at a certain person. Uh, I'm not going to do that one. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. He's not. Uh, I, I'm going to say let's give it to the kid. Let's give it to Corbin. 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 Corbin, okay. So, Here with me is Corbin. Right. If you get parent permission, you can send us your address and get a random. And random. ridiculous item or two from our random device. Maybe a dirty sock from Carl Corbin. That's disgusting. Keep your fingers crossed. Okay, so um, yeah, so there you go. There's our there's our review. We just and just to clarify, we, like we're having fun with these, and so not being critical, we just appreciate any and all reviews that we can get. So thank you so much to all of you. I'm very serious about it. I print them all out and put them on my wall. So no, I don't. Yeah. Uh, but no, this is really cool. Yeah. I, it's really fun to see everybody um, having a good time and responding. So send us some more. We will yeah. mock them or love them. No, we love them all, actually. Yeah. So One last thing is, I mentioned kind of trying to reach out to get some gear. Yeah. You and uh, Mike from Northern California suggest reaching out to some of those ridiculous companies like the the fire, what was that, like the Colorful Fire and different things. Oh, you Mystic Fire. Yeah, Mystic Fire. So yeah. I reached out to the, to the ones you guys suggested and yeah. uh, not ever responded, which I'm used to, getting non-response. <laughs> Maybe it's the way you um, ordered it. It probably, I'm very good at, at it, getting it, rejected. But, it might uh, be like confusing, like some of the questions you asked me, which is why I have to come up with creative answers. Probably, you know, probably. bad communicator here. Uh, a lot of the B and B understand my pain, and I appreciate that. <laughs> On the positive side, I think we're gonna get a chance to try out the the scrubba. Scrubba, I know. I'm excited. Yes, I'm excited for the scrubba. Okay. Are we can we both use it, or is it just a one time? I think once, if you were to put your dirty clothes into a bag, I'm not putting my dirty you, clothes in that same bag. Why not? I don't get it. Because you're gross. What if we put both of our dirty clothes in the same bag? That's yeah, not gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> well with that i think that's all we have today uh you know if uh you don't want to share your dirty underwear with carl then i guess you're out of luck we'll see you guys next time take care i want to fly around the world so yeah there there's there's a little something carl still does uh i know we were talking about stuff sacks and putting clothes in your stuff sack and all this stuff. He still will bring to this day. I'm like, Carl, you have a pillow, like an inflatable pillow with a plug that works great. But he's like, Derek, it's not as comfortable as my giant uh, gallon freezer Ziploc bag. And I'm going to keep using this because it's just, it's a lot better. I'm like, is it? Because you always wake up with a flat, you know, bag in the morning. It's like, yeah, but I'm going to figure it out. I'm gonna figure, and so, you know, he's been figuring it out. I use quotes liberally here uh, for about five years now. So.
We'll see. We'll keep you updated on that. Ziploc. Ziploc out. When you go out there and the fish are where you think they are, any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more.